Oh, is it me? How's it going there, old champ, old partner, old buddy? Mm-hmm. Is it me? Is the weather, it? The weather is nice. I don't know. I mean, I'm like, it's still dark. What time does the sun rise in Japan? It's the land of the rising sun, George. It always rises. Well, I'm, I'm, I had no fears about that. <laughs> it's in a perpetual motion of rising. I, I just asked what time, not whether or not it rises at all. It's in a perpetual motion of rising. It just non-stop rises. It rises and falls and rises and falls. At what point does it stop rising if it's in a perpetual motion of rising? I think it's about 10 past 7, which is a good hour away from now. Land of the rising sun, my butt. The sun rises earlier here in Atlanta, Georgia than it does over there, apparently. Is this the? Are we starting? Is this, <laughs> is this what we're doing right now? Is, is this the new way of starting the Dad and Sons podcast? Is this how we, uh, we just ease our ways in with a topic of conversation? Exactly. Wow. <laughs> I, I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> so Liam's over I, there in the land of the rising sun, and the sun hasn't even risen yet. So that's that's true. That's another example of how great of a start we're having here. Like just just in general between the three of us. My no, God, no. it's early. Do whoever does it first gets to pick, like, whoever does the intro first uh, for that week gets to pick the, the topic. The topic. <laughs> yeah. I'll pick some topics. So t- <laughs> tell me about them sausages. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to Dan Sons. There you go. There's my contribution for this week. Yay. Thank you, Liam. I'll just go talk about um, the game you guys forced me to play. We didn't force you. Wait, are we talking about Resident Evil 2? David Cage's Oh, new... we're talking about David Cage's nonsense. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Not R.E. Yeah, so if anybody listened to last week's episode, I pretty much just begged Matt to play Detroit out of mm. scientific experimentation, of course. Hmm. Hmm. Not out of pleasure. Hmm. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So let's just dive right into it, Matt. How amazing and Game of the Year award-winning RPG Australian Game of the Year is it? Cannes Film Festival award-winning. You say that, but when I looked up the reviews for this, they were not bad. But yeah, no, they're, that's okay. What I, they're okay. Google users are like at 98% for Holy this. Holy shit, really? Yeah, no, it's got like a cult following. Weirdly enough. No, I mean, I, I get it. I, I get it. Like, I enjoyed renting Heavy Rain and all that, and just playing it through with a couple people on the couch and people just picking stuff. But I, I don't see it being like a game like, oh my god, I, I must have it. I must have it. Like, I, I was totally okay not playing this game. But you guys... <laughs> you guys told me to play it. I was, <laughs> I was slightly curious about it. And it's... Uh, it's David Cage trying to be deep. Yep, yep. It's adorable. Let me tell you. Like, okay. Let, let me let me set let me set it up. Okay. Like, he talks about racism in here a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, he has a couple lines mm-hmm. where he mm-hmm. where he, where he he compares robots, the robots. Okay. Yes. And what they're going through. To black people. Yeah. How how do you, how do you feel in particular, Matt? It was just a slight, slight line from a black person <laughs> saying this to a white android. Okay? And it was I was like, whoa, whoa. Like from that I it was near the endish of the game too. So you're like already like, you know, this game is like okay. The main menu girl is really off and weird and is kind of cringy but 
you know, it's 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 kind of like the rest of David Cage's games. It's like all right for like a a, a movie day. You know, you just sit home and just play this for a little bit. A date night at home alone. But then he starts he starts going like deep. You know, like and you could see it. You could see it. Like he's he's trying to say something. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you know where this is coming from, too, on top of this game, let me tell you something, David Cage. You're not deep. You're not woke. You're not. You're not nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Judge him by his work. Holy shit. Wow. He there's another line like that too, um, that Marcus says. Um, and saying, Oh, the, the humans, they're always fighting about um the color of their skin and blah blah blah. I'm like, whoa, come on, come on, guys, come on. And 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 during this whole like there's only one example of the humans treating um an android fairly. And it's only with Marcus's story. There's only one good example. You see, like, little things, but mostly just one good example. Everything else, you just see androids getting mistreated like they're slaves. And and when you really think about the whole story, you're like, man, this story is shit. This story is garbage. It's, you know, like, it, it, it just, like, okay, like, the androids are, they don't g- become free-thinking until they kind of break the wall i guess did did they become human in that moment i yeah i guess but i feel like it's it's a very one-sided story you know wait you want to see like the other side of the story no it's it's more it's like oh the 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 human man is trying to hold me down right you know i'm gotta rise above you know and and, and i played a, a peaceful route uh, for anyone wondering, so did you, did you make the uh, android revolution leader g- t- spray paint? I have a dream when the when the yes came? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I guess because he had like um, a mixed guy playing the character that he could just kind of put that in there. <laughs> but he's like, oh, I want this line. I want Martin Luther King's line in there. I so got I gotta make sure the main character Mark is is mixed at least some some type of black <laughs> <laughs> so you saved all the black people i mean androids and you, right you know what, what? when you see a lot of those shots when when um like you've seen them murdering androids it's a lot of them are black <laughs> it's just really it's like they're trying to hit home some type of thing i wish <laughs> if i was reviewing it i would screenshot like when well, i screenshot uh, clip it clip it all and put it into one little little video for people to see like all the times where you know um white android looks off to the side and and <laughs> let me not say it like that let me not say that what's our uh, kara 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 oh the girl who looks after kara. the kid the girl the girl yeah um looks off to the side and sees like some black man getting shot you know, and it's just like, and then put together with the line, it's just like, okay, okay. I guess you're trying to make us think about this. And I don't, I don't know, what, what do you guys think about when you're watching stuff like that? You're not even realizing it. Like, it's just like, you're, you're not thinking about, like, so what's the point? What's the point of, like, trying to make it a black thing? Or, like, a subtle black thing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going down a hole right now. I don't want to go down. I, don't I, go I down guess it's supposed to make it feel uh, relatable. I, I, relatable? It's <laughs> like... I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like, does that feel relatable to you? Well, of course it doesn't feel relatable to me. Yeah, but I mean, he's doing this for a mass audience, so it's just a weird route to go. I right. guess I don't know. But it's also um, like the easiest, most shallow route 
to go. Yeah, it is super shallow. Like, literally, I have a dream. Like, there's an I have a dream button at some point. And, like, no matter what you do at the end, yo, if you haven't played this game, who cares? I'm about to spoil something. Like, oh, it's oh, not that oh, serious. Let me, let, me, let me mark it down. Well, big oh, deal. Spoiler alert for David Cage's Detroit Become Human. No matter what you do, like this big, huge black guy named Luther um, joins the crew for Kara's story. Oh, he's named Luther. <laughs> um, and a little girl. And no matter what you do, like he dies. Oh, and he dies. Luther dies. I keep restarting. I keep picking different routes. Keeps dying. I didn't even know you could restart until <gasps> oh, later. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> David's so deep inside of... It like it's just I'm like why does he have to die? Let me I, I'm gonna double check I, that so I don't yeah. and I'll save Luther. Save Luther. You can't save the big black guy. The big black guy leading a, a revolutionary of of oppressed minorities named Luther. Homeboy looking like the guy from Green Mile. Yeah, man, he, he's the guy <laughs> from Green Mile for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. He did kind of look like that guy. Yeah, yeah. Did you beat it? Did you play it? I watched through the uh, Best Friends playthrough. May, may they rest in Wait, peace. <laughs> what did you think about it? What do you remember from it? I, I remember thinking it was pretty wholesome and cute and actually like a fun time unexpectedly, but also kind of expectantly. Because the first half of David Cage games are pretty like, okay. And this is the one where it... <laughs> I mean, it's a stretch, but okay. okay. Which which one has has like a bad first half other than like some real obscure shit Jason, like Omnicron? Jason, Heavy Rain begins okay. It, it I remember being only like really bored during the the scenes where the the like JC didn't secret agent was clicking his glasses for an hour and not doing anything else at the desk. Where when you were Deus Ex Machina yeah. not in the room when the murderer was there. This is so that still <laughs> angers me. It still angers me that. You, in one of the most crucial scenes of the game, that then has a flashback to at the end. Oh no, another spoiler warning for more David Cage games. It's it's heavy rain, nobody gives a damn. The whole fucking time the character you were playing as was the fucking murderer, and it it just took control away from you for oh, one oh, scene. Oh, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta stamp this down, holy shit. It's it's heavy rain. Nobody <laughs> gives a damn. Yeah, dude, if you haven't use, played that crap. I should use that audio yeah. clip for the spoiler. <laughs> God, it's so garbage. It's early, and we're talking about David Cage. I'm <laughs> fucking <is> hilarious. <laughs> All right, so j just I'm, I'm gonna get to what you're saying, Liam, in a sec. Um, I want to say something about Luther, though. So if you don't steal the tickets, okay. All right, from this this couple that's also Are trying to get white? out of the city, right, with a child. Luther dies because it, it, it you have to go through so the, the boat. So the only way. way the big black guy survives is by mm -hmm. stealing. By stealing. What a deep and complex <laughs> metaphor. Yeah, let, let, let that. Yeah, you know, let's not think about it too deeply. Maybe I'm thinking maybe. about it too deeply. Maybe or I'm maybe thinking about David Cage <laughs> is a massive hack. Okay, yeah, he is. Or maybe is David Cage is just like actually racist <laughs> and it's not a deep metaphor. And he just has the black characters steal because considering cause, he insults Romanian gypsies. Yeah, the lawsuit. Well, it, it's Kara's choice. It's it's Kara's choice, though. I, I don't want to. I don't want to make it seem like that. It's Kara's choice. But it's not. But, it's David right, Cage's right. I, I wanna, David's choice. All right. Everything I've said about black characters getting shot and stuff like that, like grain of salt. 
take that as a grain of salt, audience. But let's talk about the game. The choices that you make, okay, are so vague. Like when something crazy is happening and all you have is um, grim or or uh, eat or, or not eat, whatever. Like, yeah, like it's just like like they're giving you like these words. They don't. You don't know Do what you your character's gonna yell? say. You know, like there's a lot of times where you're talking to. Um, Hank with Connor, which are my favorite characters. Oh yeah, the detective duo. My favorite, like Connor is my favorite, absolute favorite. I played that game because of Connor and Hank. So not because we forced you to. Okay, I feel like that's a lot of the fan base. Yeah. The fan base feels that way yeah. too. It was a great ass character. It was a great ass character, but but like there's certain conversations. What would happen? And oh, I sent you a screenshot in uh in Discord. Of like what what yeah. it was saying, I was just like, yeah. forget this game. It was uh, hold on, you have to cut this. Hold on, I, I really gotta find it. I really gotta find it. Yes, yes, exactly. And I'm like, what are these choices? What are these choices? What does this mean? It it it. This. <laughs> They're adjectives. I was playing with a friend. I was I was like, what does this mean? I paused it. I was like, what does this mean? Like, it has nothing to do with what she just said. It has nothing to do with it. What the hell? You sound it, it, really mad. It, because, because, like, oh my, uh, like, why is this game, why, why is, why is this? Are you okay? Oh my God. Good thing I don't work for IGN, because I would have gave this game a two. <laughs> Freaking dumbass. <laughs> God. So in the interest of experimentation, this worked. This whole experiment worked. Yeah, it's it's a game that fights with you and it makes you feel bad <laughs> because you didn't really you have a limited amount of time to answer these vague ass options with these vague ass options and they don't really say what you want and sometimes the characters would, won't like it or or you know, it go a different route and sometimes these choices take you down different paths that you can't come back from it you don't you're not gonna like that like that's not a good experience i think for the player in my my opinion i like that in itself is like a sin i feel what's better bandersnatch or detroit become human oh bandersnatch is better in terms of choices um in terms of like overall like epicness I would say, obviously, like, Detroit. Because there's some good stuff in there. In Detroit, like, the, the chase it, scenes, it did the look fight like scenes. silly good fun. Yeah, like, the... the Those are, like, the best... Um, what do you call those when you're inputting, like, commands while you're fighting? QTEs. QTEs. Quick time events. Those are the best QTEs in any game I've played. Really? Yeah, I mean, fun. is that, wow. like, a claim really to fame, fun. though? Because... No, how, it's not. How done not. has the industry been with QTEs for like 15,000 years now? Yeah. It's done. Like, I, I, I feel like he should move on to something else, to be honest. So, but, you know. Like, this is space for this, for this stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, that's, that's it. There's, there's some good stuff. There's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad. Um, I would say if you want to play this game, Play with a couple friends, maybe drink a little bit. You enjoy it better. 
b before we uh, legally implicate ourselves further, <laughs> let us uh, re re rewind a bit to um, remember about how how much it would suck to be a uh, reviewer for IGN, and in which event you might play through RE2 only once, like 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 a, a nub scrub, <laughs> and and give it an eight point eight, and end up having like that review. Needing to be rewritten and, and what, the what score do you mean? He played it once? rethought. Anyways, no, no, um, no, like I no, no. I feel, I feel, I feel a little bad for him. Like he should have known better. It's I think it was Damian Hatfield as well, who's a pretty IGN veteran. I feel pretty bad for him because uh, yeah, he. I think he probably finished Leon's campaign, which in itself is most definitely a nine out of ten. Um, but then he. It's not mm. clearly late. For anyone who doesn't know, back in Resident Evil 2, the original version, you had Leon A and Claire B. Or you did Claire A and Leon B. And if you started with Which Leon... better? It was vastly different to starting... Well, it wasn't vastly different, but it was different to starting as Claire, and then Leon B would be you finishing the game as Leon, and, and Claire B would be you finishing the game as Claire. Whereas... In Resident Evil 2, the remake, they're a little less varied. Yes. Really? Then they they cover a lot of the same ground. There is a lot you're but doing as Claire that you've already replay. done as Leon, and I imagine vice versa as well. As I have started with Leon, you both have started with Claire. So what this IGN reviewer has made a mistake in is that he probably knew that piece of information and what happened is he started a new game and chose the opposite character from from whom he chose in the beginning but what he didn't realize is that, he should have so, chosen new game brackets second run oh yeah it's like a special yeah new it's game a special new game yeah because it's confusing because when you finish one oh, run no. it will say this is this is and this is the fault of capcom i feel like as soon as you finish one run with a character your menu will look as follows it will say continue new game new game second run and it's Rather confusing as to why, but if you go to I, second run, I, I, it it only has the option for the character you haven't played. Yeah. So, what what my concern is though is how his surely he's seen a similar menu option before at some yeah. point. I, I mean, mean, that's still mislabeled anyone who's a little bit. played Near Automata like last year would have been familiar with this. But the difference there is most style. of the endings in Near Automata only take like an extra. Two to three hours on top, but this is like a whole brand new playthrough. But even then, even if you chose uh, Claire B or Leon B, the game is um, the the second part of the game doesn't have vastly different changes like it did in the original. Which I think I've seen some people now the game is out and some people are playing it. Some people complain about, but it doesn't bother so, me. Well, well, hold up, hold up, because you're 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 way past that, and and I am not past that at all. I'm way far away from passing that. Let's surface level am, talk about uh, it so then George can fuck yeah. off and we can talk about it. I'm 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 at the right <laughs> okay. I'm at the U-shaped door. I'm I'm at the chess pieces. How 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 early on am I? Well, this is the thing. A, a U-shaped door 
Matt, do you do you know a right. U-shaped door? A U-shaped door? No. Wait, the chess pieces. You put chess pieces in an electrical box. Oh. Oh, does this not yeah, happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where you are. I know you. Yeah, okay. Oh, you're, you mean like a, like as in like a like a U-boat submarine based door, like a really heavy duty. Yeah, door. I think that's that's why I might have called it that. U-shaped right? door. Ah, so where you put the so when you have to go and cl- you're in the wait 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 wait. Okay, hold on, hold on. Um, George, you're playing Claire. Yeah. Um, have you reached like this place where you have to get like um, security like little chips to put on your bracelet? Oh, okay. Uh, if you haven't reached it, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Maybe not. Okay, okay. okay. I, you know, I well, tell a lie. Let's rewind. One is <laughs> I'm like midway through. Yeah, definitely cut that. <laughs> you guys have um have have beaten your respective campaigns. Matt's Claire. Uh, Liam is is Leon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am gonna have to like step out when when the late game spoilers come in. But I've played. If nobody realized at this point, this is the first time on Dad and Son as well. All three of us have played the same game, and but I'm we... behind a fucking course. But I'm just, I was I wasn't my girlfriend's all weekend. <laughs> I, I wasn't my girlfriend's all weekend. The game came out on Friday. I played all day Friday live on stream in front of everyone, and then I played like during the afternoon on Saturday. And then when I came back on Monday, I. I played again on Monday. I've had like three good nine-hour sessions. I've had like nine hours of three good three-hour sessions. The game's been out for four days. I mean, that's no excuse. I finished the game in six hours. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, actually. I really don't. I really don't know. I mean, well... Well, I'm playing on hardcore mode, so... uh, Yeah, yeah, that might explain one thing, but... It's fun. It's really okay, fun. Yeah, it's so fun let's, let's talk I'm about it, it at a surface level of like our enjoyment of it as a game. You get you guys played normal or hard? I played normal on Leon. Normal, man. Oh no, I sorry, mm. I played easy mode. No, sorry. No, I'm Whoa, <laughs> get out, David. Well, there is Never. An easy get out mode. there, David. Never. <laughs> Not that um, there's anything wrong with easy mode. So yeah, hardcore mode like has really great pacing to it. So does where normal. It, <laughs> it feels like there were three different occasions where I got a new critical supply right exactly where I needed it. There was, um, like, like ink ribbons exactly where you would want to save, See, I th- but I previously think, ran out of ink ribbons earlier. I think earlier. hardcore, like, the, the only differences are that you have to ink ribbon save, like, like in Resident Evil 2, and also that enemies take more, they need more damage to kill them. Oh, that would yeah, be they're disgusting. Actually, yeah, oh. wait, they what? Are, that would be disgusting. They are pretty fucking bad in what? normal as well. They're bad in normal. Like, all right, all right. So I, it took me a while to realize this, but the combat knife is very useful. Y- yes, yes. Shoot them three times in the head. They, if they don't bust open, you, they fall on the floor. You take that knife and you just start, mm, you just start getting. Do you know what? I, 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 I used an even more cheesier tactic where I would shoot them in the knee. And then Ooh. when they go to grab you, so like you you bait them into grabbing you. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You bait them into grabbing you, and what happens is if if you sort of time it correctly, you can sort of step back, like walk backwards, and they will mm-hmm. just fall over in front of you if you've shot like their leg. And then they'll fall yeah. on the ground. And as soon as they fall on the ground, I'll be like, uh, uh, with a knife as fast as possible. <laughs> just like slicing at the head. I, I still haven't. 
figured a lot of that out. I wonder if if actually they might have changed the hitboxes for hardcore no. mode because it feels like I can't get close to them at no, all. No, they, they won't have changed the hitboxes. They they have a big lengthy grab. A big. They, I mean, like you're just yeah. sucked in. It's done. It's like a vortex because yeah, it's, that's, because that's what it's I've an been animation. Like it's a it's an out of control animation. Like it takes it the, it yeah. changes the camera and everything. It has to have like really big boundaries because they're so slow. Like you could go through the door. And, like, if they're right there, you're done. You better have a combat knife. And I'm I'm pretty all right, actually. It took a while for me to learn into a new playstyle for it, but I became all right with how spongy these zombies are. Because you really are supposed to get a little creative with what you They're the you same. Shoot. They're the same. Like, they're pretty... I don't want to say the same because I haven't played hardcore, but they are definitely not what you expect. Like, most of these zombies, unless you're being very uh, generous with your bullets, which you shouldn't, because this game is pretty spare about bullets, um, they take, like, a good seven to eight shots to the head. So you end up playing it more like Dead Space. Yeah. Where, mm, like, I wish it was Dead Space. You create entire rooms of, like, shambling, crawling, dismembered zombies who are too slow to catch up to you. Ah, I see what you're saying. But but you guys also figured out some cool cheese with the knife, and that that I, I feel like is an important learning to, curve like, to a resident evil. Floor, because if you get them on the floor, you can just hack at them with the knife at the head at their head. It buys you a lot and, of time. Well, it's not too. even that; it just saves you bullets, saves your ammo. Mm-hmm. Well, and and also we were worried about it, but thankfully the knife is actually pretty durable when slashing. It's when like using the grab save button that it really dips down to like 50% durability from one Yeah, use. it doesn't seem like Breath of the Wild like you use it twice and it snaps like it did in the <laughs> demo. I think they changed it a little bit. I I can't do these types of games when it comes down to ammo um, being conserved. So I what ended up happening is uh, I would hoard a lot. <laughs> um, so um, I made sure I was super clean in the way I've killed zombies or ran away constantly. Because I, I feel like that's part of the game. Like, yes. It's not in a no, spot running where away you're going to be returning. Part of the game. You yeah, run away. away. Like, that, that, I yes, have that's found, better. Uh, you know, starting especially like the B run, the second run, where the game gets a little harder, like on purpose, um, mm. that... I'm just basically running past most of my enemies, which I'll get to as a sort of negative point I don't like. But it's weird because, like, I'm not going to go into spoilers yet because George is still here. But it's, it's a game where the beginning of it is, like, the most perfect survival horror. And it still does the Resident Evil thing, where I don't think it's a bad thing, but it, like, descends more into madness as you get closer to, like, the Umbrella stuff. And then the kind of stuff that you have to face, or you're faced to task with, requires a lot of bullets. So the game just starts handing you bullets towards the end, where you have way more bullets than you ever did in the beginning. And you're kind of like, this makes the game a little easier now. Where was this in the beginning? That, that... That's... I guess because I always right, so what what ended up happening is I I hoarded all those bullets that they started giving you all those like um basically they didn't give you bullets they gave you Gun more powder. powder yeah I are, had are, are like you... twelve to fifteen of each <laughs> type are you guys like 
Uh, I had large. I had small. I had white. You know. You guys ready to start spoiling? Wait, 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 George. Do you like uh, the game? Yes, so far. I I have one big complaint so far. Uh, the rest I of know it, what your complaint it's like hard be. for me to. Yeah, it's probably a complaint a lot of people have. I have had people complain to me about this. I have felt the the gripes myself. It's who do you he, think? He's a he is a scary motherfucker. <laughs> Until you start like fucking with him and like stepping back and forth through the safe room door to get him to stop. I'm reminded of um we're talking about Mr. X. I'm reminded oh, of Oh, is that uh, his name? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's what the fans are. That's what he's been him. called since the for the when Resident Evil Two came out. But he's what the tyrant, isn't he? I re- T. I remember something. Which something makes me wonder what they're gonna do if they remake RE Three and have to upplay the tyrant from that the game. Yeah, Nemesis <laughs> stars. Um, Oh yeah, the nemesis, not the tyrant. Sorry, different, different, <laughs> different D virus monsters. <laughs> Boy, I'm getting a lot of details correct tonight. Um, yeah, no, with a how much of a suck radius the monsters in this game have? You know, Matt, that that suck radius you're talking I about, where the like zombies it, just yeah. suck you yeah. in, vacuum you from a distance. He he can cover entire corridors to himself and, and force you to take a really long route. And on hardcore mode, that really cuts into your supplies. I kind of like that the pressure's there, but I don't like that he teleports, I never, basically. Ever he, like, shot him. Freddy Jason. I never, ever shot him. Me In the whole game. And I wish I actually didn't know about him ahead of time, so I would have ended up wasting a lot of ammo on him. That sounds scary and fun. But you but can't kill you him. You mentioned so Mr. You can X. only stop him. But it's pointless, because... And I knew that ahead of time, so I never even really so tried. So he gets... He and gets up. He only did punches to me because I never got too close. And you just run the direction he's not. He will punching, do two things. He will either punch you or he will grab you. Oh God! Oh he will no! Grab you. Oh no! He no, will no! Grab you in the face. Oh. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> That's insta death. You're talking right there. <laughs> he, he has that boy's yeah. yeah, he's he's, he's big. a big boy. But yeah, it's his footsteps. It's his fucking footsteps. Where you trying to like dun, do dun, a puzzle? Where you trying to like clear a room to like make it easier for your life? Because this game does like intensity magnificently. This game is like so mm-hmm. good at just adding little tiny pieces on the Jenga stack of you trying to keep it all together. <laughs> and then Mister X just comes along and he doesn't just pull a piece; he fucking kicks over the tower. And he, he he just like everything the the intensity of his footsteps the rise in the music and the fact that you don't know if he's closer or if he's here or not he doesn't say anything which is genius he doesn't make a noise apart from his footsteps he doesn't like do what Nemesis does and says stars he is completely silent and he just he walks up to you like he's a bouncer in a pub in, in like a bar he just walks up to you like he's gonna throw you out of the club. He's like, dum, 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 dum. He has a brisk urgency to his step. Oh my god. He, he never breaks out in a full run because he doesn't really and need to. And the first to. time you see I, him, I like the design of amazing. him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it for when you? Was, Is it Leon. unscripted? Well, I've seen I've seen both the Claire and the Leon one, but in Leon, he like lifts a helicopter, the helicopter out of the way. Yeah. Uh, Same thing. In Claire. Yeah. Like, mm, you're, you're going yeah. back, you're like, all right, I'm going to get to like 
open some of these doors now with this new key. And homeboy just picks up the freaking <laughs> helicopter. I'm like, oh, no. In, in, oh, just, no. It's just like I'm a big out. stop sign in the middle <laughs> well, of these It's funny hallways. you say that because it's, it's like maybe like two hours in or so. Like, and I was like panicking the whole time about when he's going to appear. So fat? Oh, hardcore but mode. It, He's it was, always it was like chasing me. Five hours he never to appears. Me. He just always chases me. See, but in the second yeah, round, yeah, then he doesn't in turn the second off for round, a long time. You you meet him within like the first half an hour. Like they they throw him right at you. Oh, I should walk out. Oh, they no. throw him right at yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. Um, we gotta we got we gotta come up with a code phrase here so you guys can get the serious spoiler uh, uh, talk going. The code um, phrase is George. Something you can type you can in. Return now. Oh come on! No, there's got to be like an element of uh, of, of I have imagination a dream. <laughs> to it. Banana's always been my. Code. I have a dream is our code. I have a dream. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> I'll accept that. <laughs> see you guys in a in a hot minute. When I see I have a dream, I'm gonna I'm gonna rejoin the call. Okay. Well, I was going to say, Matt, now George has officially gone and he's never going to listen to this part of the show. We can just talk about him for 20 minutes and pretend we talked about Resident oh, yeah, Evil 2. you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. He's not going to edit He's probably this, not, he? no. But I'm editing it right now. He's probably going to avoid Unless this. he does and he fires both of us. Oh, that wouldn't be nice. I do need the money. <laughs> but no. no. Resident um, Evil 2. I, Resident Evil 2, I I enjoyed it for the most part. Like, it wasn't like I, I was teasing you in the Discord all week. You, yeah, like, you, you, you started it and you were like, <laughs> nope, nope, I can't do this. Nope, nope. <laughs> like, you said it. Because he was, okay, that way he was chasing yeah. me. That part wasn't me teasing. That was just, He was chasing me throughout the whole time and I didn't know what to do. So I just kept going around trying to figure out, okay, what's the next part? But because I didn't kill a lot of the zombies... I was, and they added ah. in those stupid little, the, 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 the big ones, the ones that crawl on liquors. the roof. The liquors. I didn't find, I didn't have any trouble with those guys. I only saw three in my entire playthrough, and one. I saw many. Really? I, mean, I think Claire, <laughs> I think Claire has more in her story. They keep appearing. Uh, they, once, like, late, you get later in the game, and then you go back to certain areas to unlock certain, like, rooms. Now you have keys, and in like safe codes or whatever um they they spawn there and it's like just sudden really They're that's just so there. weird because i and i only saw three in my entire playthrough as leon one was in the like the one of the dark corridors of the police department and i had to deal with that and that scared the shit out of me the first time and then the second time i saw them was down in the laboratory where mm. it, or the garden is Oh yeah, I there was two there was for two. me in the freezing process. Yeah, that area Wait, you right had to there. Cool the thing. So yeah, there was two with with like uh, about six. Oh yeah, zombies. That, no, that's the same area I saw them. But I had like yeah. So I killed all the zombies, and then the liquors didn't come. So I managed to kill all the zombies in the room because I knifed them all while because the, they because one once I started realizing I could cheese it. So you know sometimes zombies play dead right yeah, so yeah, i would I run that. up to them and i'll just knife them <laughs> yeah so i'd run up to them and knife them as fast as i can so i could clear out like three or four as fast as possible so i managed to clear all out all these guys without disturbing the liquors and then as i walked down the corridor towards the freezing bit um 
I noticed they peered out the the thing, but they're blind. So if you're super quiet, yes, you know, I didn't find out until uh, later. I didn't find out until late until that part right there is when I found out. And I was like, I wasted so much flame ammo. And that that's what I care about. The game is not scary to me or anything. What I'm scared about is wasting stuff. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That's the that's the you, scary. That's more scary than anything else is so to me. X you was and annoying. Marie Kondo wouldn't get on, would you? <laughs> Marie Kondo, that new that that new Japanese lady who uh, makes people throw out shit. Oh, yeah, God. no, um, no. no, and then I had like a hand grenade. I barely ever used the hand grenades. The grenades were so like flimsy in this game. Like, by the time you sort of could pull them out and roll them towards things, those things were already biting your neck, or Mr. X was already punching the shit out of you. But what I did is I just rolled a hand grenade down the corridor towards the two of them because they were standing next to each other. One was on the roof, one was on the floor. Oh, God, and just blew them apart, and then they obviously took damage and panicked, and then they jumped at me, and I just fucking shotgunned them three times, and they died. And I was like, well, that was good. Ah, uh, I don't have a shotgun as Claire. Ah, I don't have the, like, flame rounds as Leon. I, I like, um, yeah, we get, like, a grenade launcher. Flame rounds and acid yes. rounds. Really good for, like, the last boss fight. Um, and you get a submachine gun that I never yes. unlocked. Yeah, and as Leon, you can get, like, a, a semi-automatic rifle as well. Never, never found Ooh. it. Leon sounds better. No, I never found it. It was in the stars office, and I could, I could never find the uh. USB for the computer. Yeah. So because, because you needed the, the gem from the scepter from the statue, right? Then you open up with the gem. You uh, no. So you need all right. So you need the book to get the scepter. Then you need to look at the scepter, get the jewel, and you take the jewel and you put it inside this jewelry box. Then inside that jewelry box, there's this badge. You look at the badge. The badge turns into a USB. <laughs> that is the most hot bullshit. I, I found that out when I could see, not go back. I, didn't, I was like, man, I finally got this thing. And I looked at the badge and I was like, oh, my God, it's a USB. It's yeah, what I Yeah, I didn't realize for a while that, like, I was carrying around these items that you needed to examine. And then they had button prompts on mm. them. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Because I was trying to find the electrical parts <laughs> for, like, the one you can get in the, like, clock tower and the one mm. that you can get um, down down in the, like, basement area. Um, oh, that clock tower. I I grabbed the large gear and I ran to the to the clock tower um, while Mr. Yeah. X was chasing me. And, you know, I'm skipping zombies and stuff, and I go to put it in, and it doesn't fit. Like, they put the animation in of you oh, trying to yeah. fit it, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, because no. it, it fits oh, in no. the other part. I was the, like, did I miss yeah, a part? No, it fits in the other part. <laughs> I did. Yeah, it took me a bit. It took me like ten minutes. I'm like, oh no! And I did it again. And I did it again. And I did it again. I was like, no, this has got to fit. <laughs> and then when I went upstairs, I realized I'd take the small part out, but the big one. See in, that whole yeah. sort of section, right? From getting the electrical parts for the prison to to the clock tower it was like the most intense part of the game for me. Like, it, I got to yeah. a point where I thought I wasn't able. to to finish the game because I had no bullets I, w I had no health and I was sort of like running on like uh, caution health so mm. two hits would have killed me and I had to get the electrical part but I had to go into the basement and I, n I never killed the dogs 
because I couldn't shoot them because oh. they moved so fast it was just wasting bullets. So I would yeah. always so in Leon's run like that you unleash the the zombie dogs. I don't know what happens in class. Yeah, no. Yeah, you, you only see dogs outside. Ah, you see they are in the car park in Leon's run. Oh god. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. I don't and like then, the dogs uh, at and all. And then you have to go into the prison to get this badge to open the door to the car mm. park. Okay. So the problem is, you go into this prison, and as soon as you fit all the electrical parts, it unleashes all the zombies that are in the cages in the prison right. cells. Now, what happened to me was, there was a moment where I went down there, and I knew this was going to happen, but it was the only way I could progress the story, was I put the electrical parts in the thing, opened the jail cell to get the key card to open the car park, and then... I turn the corridor, and it goes, and then I'm like, okay, all the zombies are coming out of the cages. This is okay. I can deal with it. And then as soon as I turn the corner, all of the zombies and Mr. X <laughs> fucking staring at me. Oh, my God. And I was trapped in this tiny corridor of jail cells where Mr. X is trying to swing at me. And the one thing I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, but when Mr. X punches, if he hits a zombie, he d- kills them. Yeah, yeah. So I was, like, trying to... He killed some of those liquors. Really? Yeah. I never... Uh, I think since I've started Claire's second run, I have bumped into liquors and Mr. X at the same time, which is the most horrific of experiences. Yeah. Two liquors and Mr. X is not... Mm, no, not mm, fun. Mm, 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 mm. But the thing is, I ran past all of them, and then I ran into the parking lot, and then I got attacked by the dogs. So it was a whole whirlwind of mess, but thankfully it then cut to a cutscene. Oh my god! Saved by the cutscene, which scene. saved, which saved my ass, and I was like, "Oh, blessed be, blessed be." Dude, I had like twenty green herbs when I was done. <laughs> How did you have all this hip room? Where was your hip pouch? Because, dude, I would just avoid stuff all the time. When I got hit, I got pissed. I'm like. No, I need to play better. Did you die in this <laughs> game? I, yeah, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, um, I only died during the boss fights. For as mm, intense and I, not difficult, but as intense as and crazy this game can be, I didn't mm-hmm. die so much. I just lost a lot of resources quite frequently. Yeah, I died during liquors sometimes before I got used to it. Yeah. Um. And then, like, getting used to some of these new zombies in the garden. I remember dying for a couple like oh, that. Oh, those fuckers. But then when you get the flamethrower, well. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get those. And I wasn't going to use my flame grenade for oh, that. Oh, you see, as Leon, sure. you get a flamethrower. You actually um, get a flamethrower. You don't have to use the... F- Leon seems way better. <laughs> I was at... I, I asked George. I was like... Do I play as Leon or Claire? Which one does it matter? Is it the same play? No, like, it's not. Which one's better? You say, is it both is both is this, you know, both the same? I was like, no, okay. no, it's wrong. I play as Claire because I want to play. No, like, and I should have asked a distinct you. Differences. I, I thought, well, this is what you get for asking George. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> You're usually asleep. That's so true. I, I am play. usually asleep. No, <laughs> so basically. Uh, there are ma- there are two major distinct differences between the two, depending if you start as them. Um, obviously, mm. Leon meets Ada Wong, and you mm. you have a lot of stuff happen with Ada, and then Claire has a lot of stuff that happens with Sherry. 
right? Yeah. Whereas Leon never sees Sherry, and it's really funny. Which is which is kind it's of it's really boring. funny because I imagine at the end of your game when you're on the train, you see Leon. But for, yeah. for when I finish my game, I see Claire and Sherry. And like yeah. for anybody who's never played the game, they'd be like, "Who the fuck is this little girl? <laughs> like, where did this little girl come from?" Just all of a sudden, Leon has never ever in the whole of his playthrough never ever seen this little girl. He hasn't seen Claire in ages, and all of a sudden gets on a train and there's this <laughs> this little girl and Claire. Okay. Um, let me let me say this. Um, Claire, she comes to look for Chris, yeah. her yeah. brother. In the first few minutes of the game, black dude says, oh, he went on vacation, Europe or something. And she's like, oh, okay. That's it. Then she needs to get out. Then she meets some kid that for some reason she wants to help her. Yeah, Leon has a lot of dumb reasons as to why he Leon is like a green cop. So he's like, he does a lot of stupid stuff. Like he's like, I'm taking you in. Like, I got to talk to the chief. And it's like, Leon, everybody's dead, dude. Everybody's dead. I got to talk to the chief. I got to talk to the chief before I do this. Leon, the chief is dead, man. Just get over it, dude. Well, no, the chief. Chief is actually alive in my playthrough. And he is a dead. Ah, you see, the black police officer was alive for us. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, but he wait, wait, he stays. No, alive? no, he he. Then there is a mo- there is this mo- crazy moment in Leon's playthrough. Not a crazy moment, but a moment where that stunning area was always like a safe room, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in Claire B, it's not, but in Leon A and Claire A, I imagine it is like a safe. It's mostly a safe room. But then when he turns, there's a moment when you put when you first time you put all the medallions in and then come back. After mm-hmm. the, after going down into the sewers, the first time you come back... After you see Mr. X. Yeah, after you see Mr. X. He is a zombie, and he attacked me, and I didn't expect it. And then I was like, oh, so I killed him. I was like, sorry, Marvin. <laughs> Good riddance. And then yeah. I'm like, whew. And I, I took like a moment to breathe and went down to the typewriter to save mm-hmm. it. And all of a sudden it was like, dum, dum, dum. And I was like, oh yep. my fucking god, no fucking way. Can he come in here now? And then he's just like stomping yep. down the stairs towards me. I'm like, no, fuck, where do I go? Nowhere yeah. is sacred. Nowhere is safe. I hate, I hate it. I hate it. So I was, it's, I was half expecting him to come into like um, one of the other safe rooms. And I was like, oh my god, if he comes in here. Yeah, I'm no, some other I'm safe dead. rooms. He'll, he'll just stand by the door. And he'll... And you can hear him pacing back and forth like an angry father. <laughs> That's so it's so messed up. Like, how can I get to back to the helicopter? Because he keeps being in the way, so I just had to run past him and take you take, take the one hit. hit. And sometimes, like, he'll punch you and you won't take damage. And you're like, he'll just oh, like when you're like farther away, yeah, he'll away. just like knock yeah. you back. Like the yeah, wind, like like the force the of his of punch will knock you back. Mm. But, like, it's so weird because from a gameplay standpoint, he's not great. He's, like, the antithesis of, ga- like, a, a good game design because he pressures you into, like, and you can't kill him. So it's really yeah. weird. From a game design standpoint, he's kind of a weird misnomer that 
doesn't really work. But for experiences and like intensity, he's fucking amazing. Mm. He, yeah, I uh, like it. It seems like they know the right time. Like they know what you're. If they know what you're doing, I don't know if there's like some type of things you could put in. I'm assuming you can. Like okay, he's he grabbed the part. He's gonna go in there. He's gonna put it in the jack and release the jack so he can move the bookcases to get across the bridge. And Mr. X doesn't come. He, he doesn't, doesn't come, come in while you're doing it. He comes in as soon as you put it in and you release the jack and you start moving the bookshelves, all of a sudden <laughs> the door opens. You're like, oh. Yeah, that library policy yeah. is first right. Because you hear the footsteps yeah. and you hear like he's close, but you don't hear him come in through the door until yeah. boom. That's yeah. it, you're done. And like when, I don't know how he, he came the, se- the second time for you. Oh. So um, he comes in Leon's run after you get yeah. the last ID bracelet. Oh, like really? the last ID chip. Really? Yeah, so I don't know how you get the ID chip in Claire's run, but you get it. Oh, it's just you get it off of like a dead body in a garden from Leon. Oh no, no, uh-huh. no! It's like as soon as I reach, I think I think she gives it. I think I can't remember. I, th- I think the doctor gives it to me. Oh, uh, Sh- Sherry's mother. Yeah, Annette. I believe. Right. Yeah. Ah, uh, you see, Leon has to get it off like a guy who's dead in the garden. Mm. And you're, like, doing loads of things to try and, like, get him to... Like, he's wrapped up in vines. Oh, that's one of the little chips I need. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the... That's one of the little chips I need, yeah. Yeah, that's the last one. For, yeah, that's the last one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you have to, like, do the, the, the whole freezing thing to get yes, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already have the bracelet. Yeah, that's, like... I don't remember where I got the bracelet, but I know I had it, like, from the beginning oh, yeah, yeah. of no, that no, no. underground warehouse. No, there. so, like, underground that is lab. the last chip. The last security clearance chip, yeah. right? So and yeah, he, he was dead before that for me, Mister X. Yes, really. And I was kind of sad because I really wanted to fight him, and I wanted them to give me something that could fight him. See, you you say Leon's better, but the way Leon works is that fucker. As soon as you get that chip, he busts through the window at you, mm. and then is chasing you while all those horrible garden fucking zombies are chasing you. Oh, God. Right? And you're oh, trying to God. fucking run out of there and trying to get to the, like, next part. And One then, shot to a little pus ball, and then you run across. One shot to a pus ball, run across. Oh, you That's see, with the flamethrower, Leon's campaign, um, those things were easy. Because if you burn them, they, they die forever. Oh, you're so lucky. I can- and then, <laughs> it's so lucky. And then at the end of the game, when the whole place is exploding, do you have, like, a ten-minute sequence to run out? Yeah. Okay, so Leon is the same, but one of them is like you're running on like a lift to go down, mm-hmm. and then Mister X jumps on that lift, huh? And then you have a boss fight with him. Oh my god! And depending on how much ammo you have, it can be either like incredibly annoying or pretty tough. Like you only have to keep surviving until a point where you uh, are very Deus Ex Machina convincingly given a rocket launcher in right. true in true resident evil 4 fashion ada wong throws you a rocket launcher i got a minigun at the N- end nice yeah so you blew him up with a minigun um no mr x gets absorbed by uh william the doctor no which is way Jerry's- and then you yeah. had to do the g fight yeah, so See, the, like Leon he gets absorbed and his little, little head pops up inside of William. 
Really? Holy mm-hmm. shit! That is so different to Leon's. Leon's yeah. is you have a you have a fight, you meet a net, and you get the G virus. And Le- oh, Leon says he picks up the G virus in in William Burkett's office. He picks up the G virus and he's like, "Huh, that was easy." I'm like, "No, Leon, don't say that." Don't say that. And then as soon as you walk into the next room, you have the fight with the G. The uh, the G tyrant or whatever it is William yeah. Birkin. Yeah, and, uh, that, yeah, that guy. Yeah, I don't know how it plays out for you, but like you end up like in a stage, and Leon, uh, you have to shoot his eyes mm-hmm. with Same a pistol. Thing. But you don't yeah. have Mr. X absorbed in him. The way you kill Mr. X is you're riding on the platform on the like lift down to the train at the bottom. And then you you have to survive for maybe two minutes. And he's like, Mr. X has like got this giant fucking flame arm that he's like swinging at you and he's going crazy and shit. And then you get a rocket launcher and you blow him. Why is he chasing you? Because as in like in general. Yeah. Like what's, what's the story? Like I don't get it. Oh, he, he's sent in to destroy any uh, witnesses. He is he is made by Umbrella to destroy, to kill any witnesses basically. Oh. So he's there to destroy anybody who is still alive, so they can't. Um, I don't know, like. Man, may, maybe tell, I need to catch up on my lore because like Jesus they can't Christ, I didn't they know can't tell. Uh, so they can't tell on Umbrella basically. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Wesker, I, 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 I like him. He's fun. Does I like Wesker pay for you in this game at all? No, no, no. But like, as as far as like design goes, like I enjoy him, and I, I, I think Mister X is actually pretty fun to look at. Like, I like the design of him. I wish he was, you know, just being a big strong guy, big idiot. I wish I played the boss fight to kind of really see. This makes me think of like my favorite like boss fights because I I don't really like the like the boss fights much in these types of games, even though Red, uh, Resident Evil Seven was actually probably one of my favorites. Um, and the car boss fight is uh pretty amazing, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I I I enjoyed RE two for what it was. I I, I don't I I don't know, I don't know if it's for me though. I really enjoyed this game. Yeah, I I really yeah. enjoyed it. Like I loved Resident Evil Four so much, but Resident Evil Four didn't have that quite. Apart from a certain area where you're going through like freezes, it didn't have that horror. Whereas this had horror, for like not after you leave the police department, I feel like it becomes less scary. Mm-hmm. There are still moments like when you go to the laboratory when all the like dead scientists are in there and stuff and you have the garden zombies and stuff. But for the most part after that it becomes quite easy to deal with the the in- fear inducing elements of this game. And mm. that that makes it a little easier because you can just sort of take a breather and be like actually these guys are really slow they're not that hard to deal with. It's fine. But in the start of the game, when you're exploring the police department, and it's all sort of ramping up and ramping up slowly, and you're, it's kind of like Resident Evil Seven, where you're exploring these dark corridors. It is good, but it has like Resident Evil Four control scheme, and it's great. 
was the little girl's part oh no that's right you haven't played claris there's a part where you play a little girl see there is a part in leon's story where you play as ada as well is that so there is that both a... both have parts where you get is to that play. an original uh no i don't think so i can't that... remember did you do a, a weird puzzle that doesn't make any sense of why it should be there I mean, isn't that like most Resident Evil puzzles? I mean, you're in a fucking police department that has like puzzles. Yes, yeah, it used I, to be I, an art I museum. I find that weird. <laughs> I find all of that just super weird. I'm like, why Why does this exist? Why am I getting medallions? Like, uh, That yes, opens it, up a secret passage underground. <laughs> yes, it used to be an art museum, but that still wouldn't explain why the art museum had. And I, and I say all that to say that I said something last podcast comparing this game to Kingdom Hearts 3 of which story would be better and I'm going to go ahead and say Kingdom Hearts 3 is Oh, be don't do it, man. <laughs> don't go we there. Can bring yet. George back now. <laughs> so, you no, know, basically I I really enjoyed it. This this like since I played the TGS demo last year, I was super hyped because it was gorgeous and all that kind of stuff, but now having to play the game, it's better than i thought it would be it's really good i really enjoyed mm. it and i'm looking forward to playing through claire b are you gonna do leon b are you gonna do the second run or are you gonna call it quits now? maybe may, maybe after kingdom hearts 3 i'll think about you know renting hey, Matt, only one more day to go son as as we're recording no this. it's only a few more hours to go oh. remember midnight launch over here is 9 8 9 p.m matt are you GameStop. buying it digitally no, I'm, I'm buying the, the physical copy, my God friend. God damn, I thought you could buy it for the podcast account and I could play it. <laughs> oh, shoot. I could do that, couldn't I? Can I do that? I mean, you Wait, could. podcast account? Well, I want to get my achievements and stuff. You're crazy. You're crazy. I could send it to you. I could, I, could, I could mail it to you. You could mail it to me after you finished it. After I finish it. Maybe we could do that. Yeah, yeah. Should we? I have a dream, George, back in the room. Yes, yes. I have a dream that one day you'll take a shower. Did I? Did I hear some dreams? <laughs> George. Hi, George. What? What? What is the shower? <laughs> is this like some inside joke? I'm not gonna get because I wasn't there. Maybe you should listen to that part then. You should listen to all of that part. But then I'll. Mm-hmm. Actually, I mean, if we like put this out on Friday, I have an entire week to God finish it to, to get past. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. My plan actually is to play a lot of the original as soon as I'm done with this one this week. What the hell is, is, is happening? Is, is back Raccoon there? Police Department like fucked up in like your real town? Yeah, I, he lives I in a town. hope not. <laughs> he lives. Jesus Christ! He seems like the guy who lives in a town. All he right. does. Well, Georgetown, anyways. Georgia. <laughs> Hope you guys had fun. I'll be chiming in next week. Um, um, we did. We pretended to talk about Resident Evil 2 for oh, no. 20 minutes. Next we week just, is Kingdom Hearts. We just talked about guys. you. For like, that was almost half an hour. That we yeah. talked about what you? What is there yes. even to say? We have a lot How of gripes, you? George. Yeah. How could you have possibly kept it positive for half an hour? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Positive. Yeah, yeah. So you um, self-assuming you guys, asshole. Before before <laughs> we 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 move on to the next step, do you guys want to talk about any 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 silly things we've done this week besides play Resident Evil and David Cage games? 
Have I played um, anything other than Resident Evil this week? See, I'm proud of myself for finishing one half of Resident Evil, because I don't even finish games anymore these days. Well, at least this one's, like, short and concise. And anyways, it, I saw it a was, movie I recommend. It was a damn good seven hours. It was a damn fucking good I, seven hours. I, I can't believe it's taking you seven hours. I'm at hour nine, and I know I'm at the midway point. Anyways, You watched Spider-Man, right? That's Because that, that's an amazing movie, right? Oh! Uh, that was two weeks ago. <laughs> Still in theaters, my friend. Still yeah, but it's theaters. not in theaters here in Japan yet. So sh- oh, should I go away for twenty minutes and wait for I have a dream? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. What, 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 what you should do is is watch a movie on Amazon called Hawkeye, aka Karate Cops, at some point in your life what? after this podcast. Yeah, okay, so this is a um, George Chung movie from the 1980s. Apparently George Chung was a um, a, a well-known and well-established martial artist, so of course he got into making movies later on in life. And the reason it's called Hawkeye, not to be confused with Marvel's Hawkeye, but instead the character's name, which is Hockeymoto. Get it? Eh? No? Hawkeye, because he's named, because he's this, like, karate master cop named Hockeymoto. Oh, man, I've never seen a stretch that long since Fantastic Four. (laughs) (laughs) So... Once again, speaking of comic book properties, 1988's Hawkeye, a.k.a. Karate Cops. I think on Amazon they call it Hawkeye rather than Karate Cops, but I wonder how that worked, because it's always called Hawkeye, a.k.a. Karate Cops. Is is a Instead of a ripoff on a Marvel property, it's a ripoff of like Beverly Hills Cop and Lethal Weapon, and it hits all these beautiful 80s cop movie cliches. In the very first... Oh, no, no, let me correct myself. In the very second scene, there is a man wearing sunglasses at night that have shoulder shades on them while techno-synthesized saxophone music plays in the background before a shootout scene that's so dark you can't tell what's going on. At some point, (laughs) VHS, like, tear lines start, like, scattering across the screen, even in the digitized Amazon Prime version. There's an angry police chief who says, I want... Want your guns and your badges, Hawkeye. You're too much of a loose cannon for this station. <clears throat> there's like super racist Japanese stereotypes who are the villains all along, <laughs> and there's like really, really long scenes of characters going up and down stairs because they couldn't fill the movie with other stuff. And there's this like really incredibly immature narrative that just plays up Hakamoto is 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 someone so so awesome that that he like he even fills up two archetypes he's a grizzled scarred texas ranger and a japanese martial artist somehow even though they have a scene of him walking into a sushi restaurant and not knowing what the hell he's looking at even though his name is hakamoto um. so well me and matt was slaving away finishing a video game like yeah. we should do for this podcast this is what you wasted your time doing I was at the girlfriend's house for the weekend. We watched a silly movie. Oh my god! Fuck me! Ra- <laughs> I was. I'm skipping through some of this. This looks uh, pretty bad. Oh yeah, the whole movie is also on YouTube. This is. 
Woof. That's how you know it's good because no one cares to update the rights at this point. <laughs> you this once. But uh, hey, Matt. Yeah. You should you should skip to uh, twelve minutes and fifty nine seconds, basically the thirteen minute mark, and watch this beautiful bullshit. Twelve minutes. I've seen him talking to cops. During this scene, I I, I want to paint a picture for the listeners, and that is. George Chun, a.k.a. Hakamoto, a.k.a. the Karate Cop, standing in front of a bank in the middle of a hostage situation with a bunch of bad guys pointing guns at him and his crew of cops and the hostages in order to narrowly evade their, their bullet fire. But he punches, been... <laughs> he punches the person being held. Yeah. Well, but he also like does a little ballerina spin on the ground. <laughs> Did he murder the hostages too? They never even clarify. It looks like the final like climax scene from another movie. It looks like everyone's dead. It, it's really intense, but it plays happy music in the beginning of this movie. <laughs> it's so freaking weird, and I love it. Wait. Oh, okay. What happened to the hostage? He punched out the hostage. We never really find out. But it, it, he clearly punched a hostage. He clearly punched the hostage. The, the editor forgot. I mean, have you also noticed how this thing, like, it's mostly shot, handheld, at eye level. Like, you can see a wobble to the camera in every single shot. They don't even rest it on a surface. It's great. I love it. Wow. Okay. Um, fantastic movie. I say, guys, go watch it. Um, I'm pretty sure you will love it. Pretty sure we love it. It's good old. George I have a dream. <sighs> Can I return now? Oh, oh. Yep, yep. Wait, you you left me to suffer with this? No, I Watch just I zoned out. I don't know what you were talking about. You were watching it. I thought you were part of the the plan. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This 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 six a.m. Liam is is a lot of fun. It's <laughs> six a.m. Liam sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> 6 a.m. sounds like 6 a.m. Matt. <laughs> Just like zoning out, huh? What? I, I don't think it was zoning out. I just think it was like, you were, you were watching it. I felt like I don't have an Amazon Prime account. Oh, but that's the thing. The whole thing is on thinking about what you're going to have for breakfast. <laughs> oh, man. And you're, you're kind was, of listening, but you're kind I of was, not. You're I like, w- oh, man, I have actually, I taken a dump today? I was yeah. actually thinking about that. Wait, yeah. now I'm actually intrigued to go to that scene that you're watching. Well, it's too late now. The, the bank robbery. 13 minutes. <laughs> no, can, we're uh, not doing this again. <laughs> no, we can we check it out on the break, so it's not going to, you know, take up any time. <laughs> he, he punches, he punches, the, he tries to punch the robber. <laughs> oh my god, this is, a, this is a train wreck. We haven't done a train wreck in a while. <laughs> he straight up punches the hostage in the face. And then, and then, like, you see the scene where everyone's just laid out and died. It's, okay. Like, what is that? Why does this movie only have 108 views? George, you want to go poop? Backup! I need backup! A rookie cop facing unspeakable evil. There's something really wrong here. These things aren't dying. I just blasted this thing, and it's still alive! One of the most anticipated games of 1998, Resident Evil 2. If the suspense doesn't kill you, something else will. Everyone's gonna die. 
Oh, yeah, it's me, isn't it? Well, you say that, but you fucking started the show with asking me a question. So how about I ask you a question? Oh, geez, you're putting me on the spot. I am. Okay. George, yeah. I've got a good question for you. Tell me the news for this week. Oh, well, okay. Ha! Um, Anticlimactic! <laughs> I know, I was, like, scared. I was like... I thought you were going to, like, pull an Amazon on me and ask me uh, how I like my bidet. I thought you were going to do an Amazon and ask you to watch shitty movies. Because <laughs> I, I love garbage. How can we sound clip that? Can someone just take... Can someone okay, just... Okay. Oh, my God. You just asked me if I wanted to talk about the news. Just, just so, bring in the episode of you saying, I love garbage. Yeah, can someone say, sound clip that, please? Sound clip that, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna love garbage. We need some I love garbage shirts. I'm gonna suffocate <laughs> from giggling too hard. <laughs> Just in like the colorful happy dad and son's fun. <laughs> I love garbage. <laughs> I love garbage. Guys, remember when Metroid Prime 4 was announced with the teaser back in like 20 was it 15? What's Metroid no. Prime? No, it was it's, twenty. It's a series of video games. Sixteen, seventeen. It was twenty sixteen. Twenty seventeen. Seventeen. E three twenty seventeen. Yes. Um, well, apparently those. that got um, not quite thrown in the trash, but more like thrown in the recycling. Oh, it got thrown in the trash. This is a. I it guess got thrown in the trash. <laughs> Nintendo put out a surprise. Can you call this a direct? Because it was a short video. No, it was it was it was an update video. An update, yeah, a three minute update video, <laughs> in uh, which one of the producers talks about how their current project for Metroid Prime Four developed. One of their producers. That's the president of Nintendo. The new president of Nintendo. <laughs> the guy in the suit who tells you the company news. Shinya Takahashi. Said that Metroid Prime 4 was was not meeting their their standards that that they seek in in sequels to such revered series as Metroid Prime. Nintendo always strives for the highest quality in our games and in our development phase. We challenge ourselves and confront whether the game is living up to that quality on a daily basis, he said. He then went to confirm Kensuke Tanabe, producer on the game, will work in trust and collaboration with Retro Studios all the way in Austin, Texas, who previously developed the original Metroid Prime series and then did like weird stuff like Donkey Kong and Mario Kart that was still really good. So uh, this is like a great... (laughs) It's a real interesting back and forth for the company, and actually, I'm kind of surprised they didn't have it in development with Retro in the first place. Because Retro were working on something else that nobody knows about, but I wonder what's happened to that game now. Maybe it's a. Uh... Oh wait, no, there's already a Switch port of Tropical Freeze coming. No, Retro were working on something. It was it was quite Some... well known that Retro were working on something, but nobody knew what it was. This is after Do- this ambitious. is after Tropical Freeze because Tropical Freeze was a Wii U game. They just ported it to Switch, so that's been done for at least what five years or so. So Retro have been so... doing something, but now I don't know whether Retro are big enough. I mean, Retro might be big enough because they are a Nintendo subsidiary, so they can just have money thrown at them to get bigger. Yeah, I was about to ask, like, do you consider this good or bad news that they can no longer work on their own project and it's now another Metroid Prime sequel? Which is, still feels weird to say because it's been, like, a good uh, over a decade. Well, it depends. I mean, you say okay. that, but we're getting Kingdom Hearts 3 in, like, a couple of hours, so... Right. Talking... And it's been over a decade. So, yeah, well, exactly. They had their spinoffs. No. <laughs> no, uh, 
I don't know, because n- there obviously will have been something that worked out. Retro are a Nintendo subsidiary, so whatever game they were working on prior was also a Nintendo game. The people forget that Retro aren't an independent studio. They are a subsidiary of Nintendo. They make games for Nintendo. And they've always scored really well. So whatever game they were working on prior was either a new IP or it was something of a remaining franchise already. And they must have got to a point in development where they can scale back the team or they have been given finances to make a new team for Metroid. So, But nothing has been reported, so... I'm, I would assume they will be. They will have a new team that Tanabe-san will put together. It's interesting in the first place that they are announcing this as news and not keeping it under wraps. Because I imagine there will be a Nintendo Direct at some point soon, and with E3 this year, the longer it goes on without met- mention of Metroid 4, it's easier. Because Metroid, Metroid Prime 4 got announced, you know... All, nearly two years ago now so the thing is Mm -hmm. if nintendo didn't say anything and they restarted development behind the scenes and it took another four years like like making a game does it will have been six years in total since it was announced to release so it's best to just it's best to just come out and be like hey look basically that two years of waiting well it was for nothing because whatever game that was it doesn't exist anymore we have to start again. Uh, I wonder what those talks were like, <laughs> like like when they decided to to go public with this information. Well, I don't know Shinya Takahashi. He he's the guy who delivered the message, so I imagine he wants to be very forthwith. I guess he's obviously a new president. He just wants to be upfront about which it, which is different for Nintendo. Like like this is this is more transparent than the norm out of them. Well, this is the thing is I actually couldn't remember a time when they did something like this, and someone pointed out to me that they did something similar for Breath of the Wild where they delayed it. Mm-hmm. And they did, and it was Alnuma-san. It wasn't obviously it wasn't you know at the time um, Iwata-san or I think maybe Iwata-san had passed away at that point, and it was Kishimoto. Uh, Kimishima, sorry, not Kishimoto, Kimishima, um, who Interesting. delivered the message. But you know, they they were they made an update for Breath of the Wild saying it was delayed. Um, but you know, Breath of the Wild turned out pretty fucking great from the most part for most people. What's interesting about this is no, they never mentioned who the team was before who was working on Metroid. People kind of had hints and assumed that it was Bando Namkai and Bando Namkai, Bando Namco. In, ta- in tandem with Nintendo, working Japan side to make Metroid Prime 4. Bando Namco. Because obviously Namco have done a really good job on Smash Brothers. So I feel like them and Nintendo have a really good relationship, and some people just assume they were the ones developing Metroid Prime 4, but Nintendo actually never officially announced uh, who was developing Metroid Prime 4 now. And whatever version that was, that studio obviously they're not very happy with. It's really interesting seeing Nintendo get more transparent as time goes on. Like, you mentioned over the past console generation, since Breath of the Wild's been in development, they've been announcing delays. And I guess I guess that's kind of a transition that might have been happening around the Iwata era when he was doing the Iwata Ask interviews. Yeah, he was very transparent. Yeah, yeah it was actually pretty rare to get a lot of English language behind the scenes game media information um, before, I want to say like 2006, 7-ish. 
Yeah, and well, it's just Nintendo been getting better very, and better since Nintendo. Well, the thing is, it's just a slow transition out of Nintendo becoming a more gla- a global game company than they were before. They've been incredibly homogenous in being Japanese business focused. They're trying to be less like that now, but you know. Yeah, their new marketing campaign actually wants to make it look like they're having fun. Well, they are having fun making these games, I imagine, and with the amount the Switch is selling, I imagine they're having great fun. <laughs> um, Shall we move on to the mailbag? I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure like it will be worth the wait. It's probably best that a good yeah. version of Metroid Prime 4 comes out than a shit one, so just wait a little longer. Of course, I guess... Like, like my biggest concern is basically, like, the downside of the fan interactions with this news. Like, most of the impressions I've seen on Twitter were fairly positive, but it seemed like they were reacting to some negative impressions I wasn't really seeing. I didn't see too Have many negatives. Seen I that? saw mostly positive. Right. But some people are going to be disappointed, but what would you want? Would you rather a bad game come out early, or would you rather a good game takes time? Fuck them. Rather a good game takes time. Exactly. Exactly. I I I agree. Thanks, yeah, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Matt. <laughs> who cares? It's more to life than just playing games. Get out there. Oh yeah, says the man who's avidly waiting for the hours to tick by so he can play Kingdom Hearts. Oh my Hearts. god, I can't Kingdom wait Kingdom to Hearts. have Kingdom Hearts of in all, my mouth. Oh my. Of all the games oh. where you could have like like made fun of and been like, guys, let's go, let's go play sports instead. It's Kingdom Hearts you're looking forward to. But this is the thing, speaking of a game that took a long fucking time but turned out pretty damn great according to reviews, Kingdom Hearts 3 is one of them. Oh, are reviews out? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, good, cool. That's, that's nice to see early reviews. Unless, unless you're, unless you're from the UK. It it was gonna be great. There was no other way. It wasn't gonna be trash. Okay. It was good. It was good. It's it's made by Tetsuya Nomura. It could obviously very easily be shit. <laughs> yeah, FF15 also took like 13 years to make, right? Oh god, please, please, <laughs> guys, please don't ruin this for me. Don't ruin <laughs> this for me. <laughs> I'm going to be so upset if Matt comes in next week depressed and sad that it's shit. No, it's no, like, let's not even like, jinx it. It's just like Kingdom Hearts 2. It's so annoying, this is... though, because all of the hype around it, I'm, I'm being sucked in, and I want to play it now, and I had to know. Like, it's like my childhood. Mr. I have coat. to play it. It's like RE2 for you guys. I, I've never played RE2, and I don't have any nostalgia for the Resident Evil series. You know what I'm saying? Like, this for me, is... Kingdom Hearts, I grew up with it. But it's not um, even that. Like, I've enjoyed, like, previous... Like, I've never paid attention to Kingdom Hearts, but when I have flirted with the series, shall we say, <laughs> and played stuff like Birth by mm. Sleep and uh, Dream Drop oh. Distance and oh, stuff. Oh, God. Those are weird places to start. Okay. I know. But that's the thing is, I don't care about the law. I enjoy just the sh- shitty there's hack no and lore. slash combat. No, no Wait, did you just say there's no Kingdom Hearts lore? <laughs> I mean, there's no law depending on how much you care, because Barry made a three... 30 minute video on oh, <laughs> yeah. and he did an amazing job better than anyone else has done yeah if anybody hasn't seen it our our dad our son in spirit Barry highly Freeman, recommend it made an animated video condensing all of the Kingdom Hearts lore and it was fucking fantastic well done Barry it, it's, it's because everyone else didn't have a personality when they were making theirs yes Barry has a personality 
So him telling a story sounds a lot better, and it it it, it sounds more like English. <laughs> it does. It sounds less like trying to explain a video game. And yeah. More, and more, and more someone like somebody sitting in a bar. More yes. someone sitting in a bar trying to get you to play something. Yeah, it's more my type care. of style. Yeah. Way more my type of style. So I highly recommend it. Even if you're not going to play it. Don't if you just want to get to know how stupid the story it, is. But I still definitely. have my friends Goofy and Donald. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, our allegiance are to the, the to the Keyblades. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. It's good. Um, good job, Barry. If, good if, job, Kingdom Hearts. Let's wait for Matt to cry next week. Yes, I shall. Speaking cry. of crying, George, do you have more news? If you would like to help Matt cry, no, fuck that. We're done with the news. If you would like to help Matt cry, continue send- the news. Send send an email to dad and sons podcast at mm. gmail.com. Now is a good time uh, to send in your emails because January's been a dry January. We we have a lack of questions. We have an adequate supply of dad dens. And get your questions. Dry in. January. I, I hope you mean in terms of inbox and not game releases, because goddamn. No, I definitely definitely mean ga- emails. <laughs> I don't mean games because bad Yeah, this is it's been a great January for me so far. Last January um, was damn good too. What's the deal with great January? I don't know. February is also looking pretty good. Wargroove is out on Friday. Wargroove? What the? Is that, is that like Wargasm? Wait, but you don't know what Wargroove is? No. I don't know what Wargroove is. What the fuck? I'm looking at it. We up have now. the news, but you didn't put in the like Nintendo Indie Direct in here. Like he's so Crossplay, fucking biased, George. Oh my Wars, god. Like, game Wargroove. <laughs> it's a strategy I game. It's, for it's basically like it's basically like it's like Advance Wars, but an indie studio made a spiritual successor to it, like Chucklefish, and it's gonna be great. It looks amazing. Oh, it's Chucklefish, Stardew Valley. Oh. Yeah. They're making yeah, okay, an Advance okay. Wars spiritual successor called Wargroove that looks amazing. That's cool, that's cool. God damn, you, you plebeians. <laughs> well, I like to be surprised by stuff. Or when, just when not pay attention. Yeah, it's uh it's it's nice getting getting pleasant surprises instead of having expectations. Yeah, filled. no, Wargroove is out this this, uh, this Friday on Switch and uh, um, PC and and I think it comes later to PlayStation 4 and stuff. But it looks amazing. It's basically Advance Wars remade. Like, it's going to be great, I hope. Yeah, oh, anyways, um, um, I was trying to <laughs> suck us into the mailbag. Oh, no. Like, like a few minutes ago. Oh, I'm getting sucked in. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. A little explicit. We don't want to get on the bad side of iTunes. Nah, that's just you in a couple of hours. Whoa, you know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> goofy, goofy. <laughs> Come here, Gorsh. Goofy. I haven't Gorsh. seen you in such a long time. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm th- mm. the, the Bowser episode was like months ago. Okay, d- Doug in submits a letter. Doug in says, every major fighting game that comes out makes things like execution of moves easier, include things like auto combos, a lot of them have very good tutorials, that all try to get new players invested. It's a good thing, but it seems to never actually work. It seems with some exceptions like Mortal Kombat, Smash, and Dragon Ball Fighter Z, new players will still bounce off a couple weeks after release. The question here is, do we think it's possible for fighting games to break through that barrier and become mainstream, or will they always be a niche for weirdos who enjoy spending hours in training mode? 
I mean, it's really funny. Yeah. I sense it's that that's a good thing, but it never seems to actually work. Except for... Yeah, and then Mortal Kombat. And consistently, yeah. like, three of the biggest fighting games of the past couple of years. Yeah, Smash is... <laughs> It's Smash perfection. is the most when Smash it comes is mainstream. That, yeah. It's quite perfection. Like you, you can't it, it get also, a better game to jump in than Smash. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's worth noting though that it does have like a fundamentally different control scheme and health system that keeps new and players like a little more game. mobile and I, you you fight. That's me personally. You press I don't, buttons I don't and you think fight it fits into the, the category. Wait, wait, Smash? Yeah. For me, Smash is a party game. Whoa! That's just me. That's just me. I'm not trying That's to like. It's the same uh, guy who says items should be part of the experience. I'm not. Okay? Argue, I'm not arguing I, semantics. I, I'm, oh arguing, no. I, I'm not arguing semantics. I, I just <laughs> I'm going down the foxhole. <laughs> but it's weird because I don't think any fighting games are mainstream. They are mainstream in name. Mm -hmm. Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Smash, yeah. I would feel, is the closest to mainstream you can do. Yes, I it's would agree too. It's funny how mainstream and recognizable and widely beloved the Street Fighter brand is, but they haven't had, like, an actual decades-long history of stellar launches after stellar launches. Yeah. Yes, no, Street Fighter 4 was, like, there. I mean, Street Fighter 2, then, obviously, you had... Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, which as a niche game people loved. Uh, and, you know, they then had Street Fighter 4, which was like a rebirth, and that became incredibly popular. But then Street Fighter 5 has obviously had just, has been an up and down roller coaster for everybody involved. Which since is launch. weird, because, like, normies know who Chun Li and Ken and Ryu are. Yeah, like, they're super mainstream duper popular in name, characters. But I don't think, when it comes to the, the player base, I can't, I can't remember, I don't think. I don't think Street Fighter V even sold 2 million copies. I think it struggled Jeez. to sell 1.5. I think I could be massively wrong, but Monster Hunter World just completely blew it out of the water within like so its first month. So even for established brands, there's clearly like a problem here. Somehow Mortal Kombat Smash and... Did Dragon Ball Fighters do real well? Dragon Ball Fighters did pretty decent, but since then I've heard that the player base has dropped off a fair bit, but they announced yeah. yesterday that there was going to be the Season 2 Fighters DLC and they were going to add Videl and Jiren and Super Saiyan and I would imagine Blue, God, the, Goku, that Gogeta thing. And Smash. drop-off. There's no Smash drop-off. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Smash sticks around for years, which is weird, and that's also why I think the more inevitable result of of fighting games getting popular is the drop off rather than the mainstream. Because like there are a few exceptions to the rule, but there are way less exceptions to the rule of that player base sticking around for years and years. Smash is Smash and some Street Fighters. Yeah. Smash are... has a weird advantage though. It features it can draw in. 50 different fan bases into one thing. It, yeah. Yeah. It, I, I, I think it's because of the, I guess, like the the earlier games as well, though. It's not just because this Smash true, is good. True, true. It has built up like a fan base over the years. Yeah. A lot. And to me, like, Smash kind of represents just how many different places the fighting game genre could still go, because it's so radically different from the usual, like, like fighting game uh, uh, canon, theology, the the motif, the 
the, the rules that they always must follow can still be bent into really weird, interesting places. Like, remember War of the Monsters on PS2? Like, uh, how it was kind of this third-person, over-the-shoulder action game, but but set up with a split-screen mode that had fights that could go on for, like, 20 to 30 minutes, depending on on how well you're able to control the map. And, and Smash is so much more successful than other franchises, and it's so different in design, like, starting from the roots. Yeah. That's why sometimes I just don't consider it a fighting game. It just has a lot more that is different about it than similar. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel I just I just feel like if I walked into a bar and said that I might get beat up. But I know I know what you mean. I I I feel yeah. I feel the the jive of your of your flow here. Yeah, I know I, what yeah. you mean. Yeah, and I feel like it's not wrong necessarily. But it's but not I quite. Do you a- think <laughs> it is a fighting game? That's fine. You know, like it, it's, but I don't think you're wrong. To say that it's kind of like if someone says that it's not a fighting game, I wouldn't argue with them. I'm like, no, yeah. me neither. No, yeah, it's like, eh. like yeah, Doug's, I can see that. It's, to answer it, Doug's you, question, yeah. though, I feel like the people who make fighting games mainstream are the people who send spend hours and hours in training mode. Like Evo has, you know, Evo is one of the biggest competitions in the. In the world now, for video games in general, you know, it's fucking hype as hell. Uh, but the problem is the fighting game community can never, ever just, like, stick to one game. There are so many multiple games, which splits the community into almost different factions sometimes. Like, you have people who cross over, but there's a lot of, like, oh, those guys are the Marvel vs. <laughs> Capcom players. These guys are the, the Street Fighter players. The Melty Blood fans never come out of the bathroom. (laughs) Melty Blood players. And so there's never like a... Like, that's why Street Fighter 4 was kind of like a weird moment in time where everybody was playing that game. And Dragon Ball Fighters kind of started out like that. But unless every single person in the fighting game community is... There's a game that they can agree on that they really enjoy. Kind of like Street Fighter 4. I feel like Smash is as close as it gets. That's just... Mm. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's possible, and it will happen in the future that that fighting games have mainstream successes as launches. But I think I mean, Mortal that- Kombat Eleven just had like its launch, not its launch, its reveal party, and it had like a huge event around it. But. I think limitations inherent in that genre are going to mean that going to mean that it's always going to be hard retaining player bases and expanding their scope. Even though it has happened, it was a struggle. There was not a yep. lot of great and fighting games for like the PS2 generation to move on to, which is part of the problem. Right, we we need to rethink the genre archetypes. I think, but but more successes could happen if we continue to do as much. Uh, we got another question from. The real-life Cobra sent us an email saying, I'm, I'm employed in public relations since February, which sounds way lamer than your name would suggest, Mr. Cobra. And also, is he talking about February since February, as in February of last year, or February of, like, upcoming February? I want to believe that Cobra is way cooler than a, like, public relations office job kind of guy. No offense, though, if that's the case. It's just with a name like Cobra, you expect a time-traveling public relations office work guy. And it's Cobra with a K as well, which makes it even cooler. Cooler, yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, Cobra asks, 
I'm employed in public relations since February, mainly for consumer tech. Having written both PR texts and academic papers on video games in the past, I found they're way more enjoyable to write about than the other tech products. My pet goal within the next year or two is to win a gaming client for our agency, which currently has none. Liam, what advice can you give from a client's perspective? Where do game developers go to find a PR agency? And George, what kinds of press and or media work have been the most memorable for you? Any advice on the networking process between gaming journalists and PR people? Well, it's funny you uh, asked me and... Yeah, Liam, start us off. Wait, no, because it's funny you asked me and George this question, whereas Matt has actually done work like this before. No, 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 I'm good, I'm good. Oh, is it still is it still under under paperwork lock? <laughs> no. No, I think Matt's just taking personal insults and not being named. No, no, no exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going back. Uh, I'll I'll be over here, guys. All right. <laughs> See you guys later. Sorry, Cobra. You asked the wrong guys. You should have asked that guy. <laughs> Liam, where do game developers go to find a PR agency? Usually, you get delved one by your publisher. Your publisher will Oof. either have an internal PR agency, or if you're someone like, I don't know, Devolver or uh, Raw Fury or one of the indie publishers, you might work with a PR company like Evolve, who are one of the more popular ones. Um, or Keymailer. So, you know, you know Keymailer? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Or Terminal, uh, yeah. they have, like, a Keymailer system themselves. And, and you know, it kind of They're out is there. out of the hands of game developers for the most part. Unless you do your it's own PR. Because actually, if you're a big, uh, hot indie developer like good friend Lucas Pope... Where you have enough Twitter followers to just drop your trailer and be like, "My game is coming out." <laughs> you don't need PR. Um, so, I feel like you can just stretch out and email people saying you what services you could offer mm-hmm. to potential indie developers or potential studios. Or the best option, I think, considering you're trying to get a gaming client for your agency, is to speak to publishers. Speak to people like Devolver and Raw Fury and those guys who sometimes do their own internal PR, but then sometimes if they want to have bigger launches or do sort of bigger stuff, they will reach out to a PR agency. That would be my, from my standpoint. Matt knows more about this. Mm-hmm. Matt did shit like this. I don't know if I know more specifically about like the gaming. No, but you know more about doing PR and marketing, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How would, you, how would you reach out to a client, Matt? See, the thing is, the way I did it was going... Take him to Vegas. <laughs> the, way I, the way I would do things it was go face-to-face meeting every time. I never like doing phone calls or emails because I feel like that's not... Uh, you know, like, it's not personal, you know? Um, but the thing is, not everyone wants that. Uh, especially here in California, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of the people here uh, who own businesses are very—they're uh, different than the East Coast. <laughs> Let's just say that they're different from East Coast. The people are a little bit more friendlier, I feel like, in the in the, in the East Coast compared to to the West Coast. But yeah, I usually go face to face. I'll set up a face to face meeting. We will talk, you know, get some lunch or something like that. But yeah, that's mostly um, how I will begin. Um, I guess like talking with someone, but mine is different from what you're doing here i feel like you're kind of setting a pitch when my i'm kind of working into like the benefits and 
Um, I guess that's kind of like a pitch, but like I, for some reason here, it feels like more of you're like sending an email pitch, like, oh, here's what I can provide for you, where it's more like it's kind of like um, a push and pull type thing. It's like, oh, you can yeah. carry this product into your place. You know, this is the benefits of this. This is what we can do for you, blah, blah, blah. But doing that face to face, I feel like is a lot better. Um, I don't know if you have the luxury to do that with with your which, job. Which n- nicely folds into like my advice, which is to hit the con circuits in your local area. Mm-hmm. And that is like a great shortcut to establishing that face-to-face because a face-to-face is a way more memorable way to um, show off your game and ultimately like whatever weird experience you're actually doing with the uh, member of the press. And the reason why I think the con circuit is really important is because influencers flock to them. Like uh, at, a, at a PAX East, you're not just going to have a standard lineup of mainstream gaming journalists from IGN and GameSpot. You're also going to have like YouTubers and weird eccentric bloggers like like Tim Rogers hanging out there as well. And it's a great opportunity not just to show your games with them, but to also network with them, establish a like persona and a report with them so that they know what your style is as they continue to write about your future projects. Yeah. Sometimes people want to see a good person, a cool person. Yeah. Of, like, Someone just, they can like, trust. Some type of text. Yeah. Someone they can trust with their product. I mean, he's already done work in the past, so I imagine he kind of understands that. Just treat it like your consumer tech, I guess. Just mm-hmm. treat them like humans and be be enthusiastic about their their game, their product. No, don't overdo it. Uh, <laughs> don't be like Matt and be the most enthusiastic man in the that. world. Like yeah. if Matt was trying to pitch to like Square Enix, look, I can do the Kingdom Hearts three PR. Oh my God, I would, I would, ooh, what I He'd, would do. He would gobble that right up. Yeah. I'll put some, like, rap music in their trailer. <laughs> some Skrillex. Because <laughs> this is, like, this huge, like, anime following. Anime, like, you remember back in the days where they had, like, um, Evanescence and rap videos and stuff, like, rap music with uh, anime and Kingdom Hearts and all those Dragon Ball Z? You, you didn't grow up in that oh, time? Oh, yeah, AMVs, AMVs. AMVs, that's what they were called. Yeah. yeah man. <laughs> you would oh, just do God. AMV for marketing. <laughs> AMVs, man. People would be like, yo, I remember that 12 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's bringing back nostalgia. Let me go buy this game. Where's the next GameStop or Best Buy or whatever freaking place you buy games Funko these Land. <laughs> game Land. Um, we got another question from Josh K. Last but not least, I'm wondering for all three of you, what is the weirdest thing to have set off inspiration for a project? Mm. I like fo- I like soccer and I like chess. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> a, a, a friend of mine showed me the uh, Burn Your Fat With Me cell phone app, the anime girl game where you touch on the cell phone to do one sit-up, and, and a romance develops between the two of you. And that that inspired the whole big video essay about fitness games and, and how fun it is to explore that whole interesting world that has existed for a while. And uh, that, was, that was wacky. I, I also want to say that... <laughs> At MAGFest, at the convention circuit again, I I had a drunken room party with the guys who were shipping around the Nintendo PlayStation to the various cons, and that's how that's how that video started up as well. I mean like most ideas come from bodies. stuff. Right. It's they're 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 professional. They're, that's why that's why you can tax right off a convention. Exactly. 
Man. Any any others? What about you, Matt? What's the craziest <laughs> shit chess. you I, I, I'm trying. I'm looking through my videos to see if I have one. See if I could spark something. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind was uh, um, the part, the poop particles thing. <laughs> That stupid video I made. <laughs> Is that because of George? Is that because no, of your friend George? Was... It was because George. Um, no, I can't. I can't think of anything um, ridiculous. Um, I mean, Yandere was ridiculous in itself. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, <laughs> nothing. Nothing too ridiculous. Well, like. <laughs> I'm boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> how are we gonna How are we gonna wrap this up if if it ends with like that? Kind, it's oh. just like dribble in there. The the end of it. It's we we need to, to to end this with a bang, not a not a dribble. <laughs>